Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. When a husband betrays his wife's trust through sexual acting out, this can cause feelings of deep insecurity to arise in a wife, even to the point of feeling unsafe. In today's episode, we're going to discuss this topic of emotional safety in marriage and why this is often befuddling to many husbands and men in general, and offer a few ideas on how to create safer emotional space for the healing and restoration of a marriage broken by sexual betrayal. And as a side note, this topic is actually helpful for any marriage. Now, this conversation was sparked by a conference that Stephen went to by Focus on the Family. And they built this topic around the book by authors Paul, Burby, and Arnzen, entitled Restoring Hope, an Integrative Approach to Marital Therapy. And a link to this resource is in the show notes for today. If you'd like even more resources, visit BeBroken.org. And we'd sure love it if you would rate and review the podcast after listening to help others find it. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken, and we exist to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. All right, let's dive into today's conversation about emotional safety in marriage. All right, Stephen Cervantes, we are in the lodge again out in the beautiful countryside. How are you doing today? I am good. I'm blessed and I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So, um, again, I love how you bring your notes and usually, usually they're just gonna, some kind of one liner at the top or just some kind of indicator of what it is. Oh. So on the top of this page, it just says safety in marriage. So I have no idea. This is good. I like to keep him on where his toes. You're going with this, but we're going to talk about safety in marriage, I guess. <laughs> so last Friday, Focus on the Family sent a couple of trainers down. Now, I wish I... I don't want to guess their names, so we're going to put it, their names in the show notes and the book they wrote. But uh, they're part from the marriage department at Focus on the Family and did some training of maybe uh, 50 therapists. Marriage therapists were there for this training. And so the speaker gets up and he starts talking. And look, I've been doing marriage therapy for 30 years. You don't hear too much new stuff, you know, mm-hmm. communication, fighting, <laughs> trauma, family of origin, you know. Um, and and this guy said something that just revolutionized my thinking. And it's so simple. <laughs> the women are going to laugh. <laughs> But it, he talked about safety in marriage. And, and when I say that, what comes to mind? We just say whatever the thoughts that come to mind. When I say safety in marriage, what comes to mind? I don't know. The first thing that popped into my mind was like, okay, you're not going to be hitting each other. Exactly. That's like, the first thought is... <sighs> Physical abuse, yeah. uh, trauma, aggression, all those things, because that's where safety comes from is let's be safe physically. Mm-hmm. But this guy starts talking about emotional safety. I thought, what? I've never heard anybody talk about emotional safety. And the light bulb goes on because we were at a, a sales conference, you and I, and um, there was a book and a table and they have this pyramid on this 
book cover and you know safety is the bottom of the pyramid you know you Mm -hmm. have to and that maslow's hierarchy of needs and and you know food and clothing and safety and shelter you know safety is this very basic thing but it's always like survival or physical or nobody talks about safety in marriage Mm. So now this guy's got my attention now. It's like I actually sat on the front row, mostly because I got there late and there was the only (laughs) seat left. But anyway, so I'm sitting there on the edge of my seat going, yeah. He said, this is what makes our training different is we talk about emotional safety in marriage. And I'm thinking, duh. Now, we work with guys that have sexual addictions, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what do we hear from wives? Am I safe? Is he safe? And I just go, of course he's safe. He's only doing porn. What do you, why? What's the danger here? Mm-hmm. Now, look, I'm exposing a little ignorance, okay? But, but you know, when you see a guy that sneaks and uh, fantasizes and masturbates and has a thrill you know, for a few minutes, how, how does that, how's that not safe? When I think of the chaos of, of you know, physical safety, because mm-hmm. I'm not thinking right. Yeah. Now, what do you think? Because you're sort of looking at me puzzled over there. No, no, I'm tracking with you completely. Because, um, I mean, we hear this all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a whole wives care ministry department. And so one of the key things that our wives care team is always working on um, with these wives is around the issue of uh, boundaries regarding just exactly this thing, emotional safety in the relationship. Because um, we come from the work that we do with wives is from a betrayal trauma model. And so when you're dealing with trauma, you know, you talk about that pyramid, right? Well, absolutely. The trauma model, the first thing is safety. You cannot be in an unsafe environment if you right, want to work through even the, that the has healing. a lot of to me it 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 it, it and I, maybe i'm showing my ignorance but but most of these guys are predictable and they're secretive and they fantasize and there's there's not a lot of risk and danger from a guy that sneaks off and fantasizes yeah i guess the way that you might the the way that i think it could be reframed around the issue of safety especially thinking of it from the wife's perspective is mm-hmm. not so much safety in the sense of like i have uh i have no idea what to expect but safety from the the aspect of i don't feel at ease with this person because of the way that they have violated trust the way that they have violated the sanctity of our sexual union, right? There's a sense in which I don't feel comfortable or at ease or safe around. Right, and that, it's interesting because the wives out there are probably screaming right now. Well, how can you not get this, you know? Okay, I'm human and uh, I'm human too, okay? In case you hadn't noticed, you know, I'm flawed. Uh, But I just... And maybe I'm male and comfortable with my sexuality, and 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 so, so so even the way you say it, boundaries and 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 violations of our trust has been broken. 
I don't think safety, and look, this is clearly a flaw in me, okay? Uh, you know, because I'm not on the female side, I'm on the male side. Mm-hmm. And right, let me ask you, do you ever feel unsafe with the men in group? No. And no. A man would never feel unsafe with another man. Oh, my stupid. Now I might go, man, you're pretty stupid. You're going to get in trouble. Uh, yeah. You're not being safe. But I never feel like, oh, I'm not safe because you're a crazy man. So do you understand how I'm yeah. seeing this from the guy's side with guys going, no. But but you've also you've also switched it from apples to oranges because the context is different. I am not... Uh, so let me, let me put it uh, another way because the reason I say it that way is because the context in the marriage is that this has been a, like, like for the guys in group, I have not been personally betrayed or wounded by them because of their behaviors. Right. So I don't, I'm not going to feel unsafe in that way. Like right. I'm not and wounded I'm not, by them. I'm not, so. I didn't make that distinction. That okay. My, my point is a male will not think of safety whenever a guy... It just won't come up. Right. The whole idea that you're not safe. But that's what now, I'm saying is I think it's contextual. Well, it is contextual. But I'm saying from a guy thinking about it, understanding sexuality, and the... the I mean, look, you have a comfort level with it, right? Right, This yeah. is... Uh, I'm telling you, I had not put safety in terms of from the wife's view... Only in the to the degree of physical, I had not understood the extent to which they could feel unsafe emotionally. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I don't feel unsafe emotionally, and you you, don't. And guys in group don't feel emotionally unsafe, right? But mostly because we understand this territory, they don't understand. It's insanity on their side. That's part of the safety. Right, yeah. they don't yeah. even get it. We're safe because, like, we get it. What you struggle? What you looked at porn? I don't know a guy that didn't see some. You understand? I mean, mm-hmm. it's so part of us, and so there's a disconnect between between two people. But and I'm not even talking only about the sexual stuff. That's a, another. I'm actually thinking in terms of of your emotions can create an unsafe place for your spouse. Right. Right. But so I know all this. I never put this word. Mm-hmm. That's my point is I never put the word in terms of a wife in marriage that she might not feel safe. Now, she might be hurt. She might be confused. She may be unhappy, right? But but it makes perfect sense now when I put a female and put the idea of safety on their side of a guy in chaos and confusion. Yeah. Because it can unravel their finances, their marriage. Yeah. I mean, as dangerous as all. Now, it's not a, he's not at risk. If a guy's looking at porn, going back and forth, I mean, how much danger to him in his whole life? I mean, guys do porn and you understand, and they go through life, they live and they die. So I, I, I don't know if I'm making my point, but, but, but my point is an observation that applies to me, mm-hmm. not to everybody else and what they think and see. I'm, a, I'm making a personal observation that I get for the first time that word that I've never used on that side. 
Yeah. I think one of the, uh, a, a word that I would maybe even put in there that might even uh, help to clarify this whole issue of safety is uh, what makes a wife feel scared? Yeah. Yeah. Because, because a lot of times fear is associated with how safe one feels, right? Yeah. So, and we can think of that in terms of physical terms, but also I think we can think of it in terms of emotional. Is, is the presence of this husband in this relationship uh, causing some fear, like anxiety in the wife because of just some of the things you mentioned? Man, this guy could take me under financially. This, you know, there's a lot of risk that I'm feeling because of the way he's thinking and the way he's mm-hmm. operating and kind of being double-minded and deceptive and all of that. And so that's where I think a lot of this idea of safety comes from is she's fearful of not, this giant not unknown. In, not in being like hit with his fist, but no. fearful because yes. of the potential outcomes that could happen because of his instability. And his chaos. Well, and I do think it hits at a very, very deep level of, do you want me or do you not want me? Mm-hmm. That's a safety issue, right? right. Um, are you happy here? Or are you not happy here? Do you want to be here? Or do you, those are very clear safety issues about her safety. But, and that's from the addiction standpoint. But, but even from the emotional standpoint, where the goal of the conversation of focus on the family was we have to create a safe space where two wounded people can come in together and be safe while they unpack their stuff. Mm-hmm. And where does intimacy occur? It occurs after we go into the safe place together and we both unpack our stuff. The safety first, intimacy second. No mm-hmm. safety we don't get to intimacy. So, so how is that safe place created? Like, or you know, what is what does it take to create that kind of safety? Well, that's a great that's a great question. And great marriage have done that, and marriages that are stumbling haven't done that, mm-hmm. right? They haven't created a place where you can go in and be vulnerable and struggle and confess to one another. Now, now you have to recognize that that an addiction has one level of safety. And then emotional well-being has another level of safety, right? Just our pains, our griefs, our losses, our wounds. Yeah, because obviously versus... addiction, it's like, listen, you've, you've got to stop acting out. You've got to put boundaries in place. You've got to do some things that are giving some, some indications to your wife that you are no, no longer engaging those things, right? That's one, right. one aspect of safety. And then you're saying the next layer is this aspect of the emotional. Yes, and so people go into recovery and then people that don't know what they're doing will start marriage work. Right. Well, wait a minute. He hasn't, he's just waking up. He's just been caught. We're not sure if he's going to change or not change. Is he going to take ownership? No, you do individual work for a long time. You include the spouse so they know what's going on. But he takes ownership and he works on himself. Because if you bring an addict and try to put him in a safe place with his wife, it's going to blow up. Mm-hmm. Right? There's not enough awareness, growth, depth for that to occur. So so now I'm sort of shifting over to a lot of thinking about is that safe behavior to another person? How is that is that a place where your partner can open, be vulnerable, be honest, 
break down, share fears? Is there a safe place? Because if you think about this, think about all the people you know. Some of the people you deal with are not safe for you. Right. And so they probably are not safe in their own marriage. Now, now think about how I'm using the word, right? Because normally it's like, are we in danger? Yeah, we typically think of it as like, is my life threatened right now? Yes. Or my physical right. you know, safety threatened? Or yeah. That's right. But now we're talking about an emotionally safe place where we can both drop our guard, be vulnerable, be human. And one of the things I would say there, is, and maybe, uh, you know, because one of the things that pops into my mind when you talk about, there could even people in my life that I wouldn't consider safe. I, I often relegate that to a line of, of trust. Like, hey, you know what? There, there might be some people that I will talk about certain topics with, but you know what? I will not trust you with my money. I will not trust you like with certain, I'm yeah. not going to trust you with my kids or you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so there's, that's probably a safety issue too, right? Of saying, hey, I don't think my kids would be in physical harm. I don't think that, you know, I would, I would be, I would die if I made a financial tra- transaction with you, but you're not safe enough in my view because of your character or because of certain right. aspects about you that I'm not going to trust Well, and that that's a you. great way to look at this. Do I trust you? And I give you my trust, I withhold my trust from you. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. That's one aspect of this safety bubble, if you will, that we're called to create. Because it's like when you encounter God, you know, if you're a Christian, there's no fear, mm-hmm. right? God is love, right? He He wants to love us. He wants to us to operate in sync with him, right? There's not a question of, am I safe with God, right? Um, so, and I'm not saying he can't be the judge on the throne and pronounce judgment. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying, why did he sacrifice? He wants our presence. He wants right. relationship. He wants us to, to come to him, right? So that we can then disclose our, our issues before him. You know, somebody was saying, if you know yourself, you know more of God. Yeah. If you don't know yourself, you can only know some of God. I think of uh, the psalm where it says, he is our strong tower, the righteous run to him and are, and are safe. Mm, There's a sense in which good. in him we yeah. have safety, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm just, uh, um, I think I'm presenting a challenge uh, to men is what I'm hoping I'm doing here in the terms of, we don't think about safety that way because we don't feel unsafe ourselves. Yeah. And then I think because of that, we can continue to perpetuate an environment in which our wives feel unsafe with yeah. us emotionally. That's right? it. That's exactly right. How are you operating your own system? And when your wife, let's say there's a bubble that we create of, of supposedly safety in our marriage, and she comes in and she says, I'm lonely and I'm sad. Now, he should come in that bubble and say, I'm sorry you're going through that. That's hard. That's a lot to carry. But if he walks in and says, well, get some friends and dump that old friend, that witch, you have a friend, you need, and do this and that. And like she said, hey, I just came to tell you something. Mm. I just wanted to go in there and sort of, you know, divest myself of things that have crawled all over me and camped on me so I could get them off. And you could say, I'm sorry you're going through that. Mm. Or let me let me sit with you. Thank you for telling me that, right? Creating a safe place. So 
Um, so now that's part of what they're doing in marriages. They're training in this safe place for people to go and talk. Mm-hmm. Because we all know. What's, what does everybody come in and say about their marriage? We don't communicate. Right. Everybody says that. And what did they just do? They just communicated to you <laughs> that they don't that they communicate. Don't communicate. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Everybody says something that, that sounds kind of dumb. We don't communicate. What it means is we don't connect. Mm-hmm. Which it also means is we don't have a safe place to, to be vulnerable so that we can get to intimacy. So I know what everybody's asking. Okay, Steve, okay, how do we create these safe places? Like, what does that look like? I mean, you talk about the safety bubble. You talk about it. But everybody's going to want to get a practical. Like, I can especially hear the wives, especially out there, being like, okay, how do we create these safe? Well, look, I just went to training last Friday. You think I have all the answers? Uh, no. And we could, are going to put the book and the names of the authors in there, right? In, okay, in good. So notes, they can so. go read it. Yeah. Yes, indeed. If you check the show notes, that's where we can drive traffic to the show notes. There you yeah. go. And if I knew, I, but I, there's a couple of guys, I don't want to botch the names. Okay. Yeah. So I think you ask a very good question. And I think the question is, why are we even having this conversation? Because people say something's wrong with my marriage. Mm. And they'll say, well, we don't talk much. Well, do you understand? We have to talk to express what's going on. And we have to have a safe place to go talk to express what's going on. Now, what have we, what's the work that we do? We deal with men that are emotionally disconnected from themselves. Right. Any guy with an addiction would rather run away than deal with his emotional self. Mm-hmm. They're experts at running away. So we're talking to a bunch of wives who live with men that run away that don't know how to create the bubble because they're not comfortable with themselves. And how are you going to be comfortable with your wife mm-hmm. when you're not even comfortable with you? Right. Right. And the other line it says, if you don't love you, and I'm talking about with the love of Jesus, not just inflate yourself, but if you don't know love, how do you love somebody else? Yeah. If you're in pain, your spouse is going to get your pain. Right. Right. So, so this is a concept, okay? This is a theoretical discussion. This is not a how-to. I'm not sure we're going to get to all the how-tos. Right, yeah. But you understand, if you can see what a problem is, there is a God, there are resources. We don't have to be the answer to everything. We just can say, hey, if you see this problem, you're an adult. You're fully equipped to go find some solutions to the problem. But I'm telling you, I haven't used a word that I have to use now because I think it it represents well what the women want. Mm -hmm. And the very word scares a man. Yeah. You're not safe. You don't feel safe. Yeah. Right? But And that's where the confusion has been with me is that word. Because she's saying... And she probably needs to say emotional safety. Yeah. And I was saying, I was thinking, you know, one very, very simple first step is could a, could couple say this to each other or a wife say this to her husband and can a husband receive just hearing this, that she just say something as simple as I'm feeling emotionally unsafe right now. Like, is that okay? Is that something that can be said without him having to flip out? Or, you know, so I think. But remember, his mother was not emotionally safe or his father wasn't safe. He doesn't know safety. 
Mm-hmm. He doesn't know. Now, I think it's a great thing if, if you've been on the journey for a while. I think you're a little down the way. Yeah, I think you can ask for that, right? But see, but the dilemma is the word safety kind of messes with the guy. Aren't you my protector? Right. Aren't you the leader? Isn't this half your home? And the person living with you is not safe. That guy's going to balk at that, mm-hmm. right? And so remember... Maybe I'm only asking questions. We don't do this. And you're the, you're the fix it quick, give me five steps guy. And I know this is kind of stressing you <laughs> because I know you want answers. But the best thing we can do is see a problem. Yeah. If you see a problem, that's half the solution because you know where to go. So I want you to keep doing who you are. But I'm going to keep challenging you because I'm still, can you hear me? I'm integrating it myself. Right. I haven't used this in my practice. I've been confused by wives. And if I'm confused, their husbands are confused. And so when you say safety and am I going to be safe and I'd be okay, it's like we got food, clothing, shelter, the bills are paid, you got gas, you got a car, the lights are on. What do you mean you're not safe? Oh, I'm not comfortable with you. I'm scared. I'm distressed. But when you say safety, mm-hmm. goes off in a guy's mind right why and remember what i said guys even addicts they are very predictable and patterned and maybe they're not restful and maybe they are stupid because the worst of them go out there and do invite trouble and so i don't i I don't i mean we we work such a varied population too because there are guys that are pursuing prostitutes and there's guys that are looking at little magazines at home in the in the basement you know what i mean and so safety here is different than safety there and right yeah it's exactly. such a broad brush and then maybe he's just an angry man you no know, safety comes up or maybe he's a stunted man safety comes up yeah in some ways and not to get too sidetracked here but in some ways it it makes me feel like there's a parallel conversation with a different word that also gives me trouble sometimes, and that's the word abuse. Oh, yeah. And I think, oh, some, there you I think go. sometimes people paint an incredibly broad brush oh. of what abuse is to and, cover and a lot of different things. And women will be toes, you're abused because he's whatever, yeah. irritated, angry. And upset. so we might, we might be, be having the same difficulty with figuring out the nuance of what does safety actually cover? What are we actually talking about when we're talking yeah. even about emotional safety when you have this wide spectrum of different behaviors and things that guys are right. doing? Right, and so we're talking about a safe place where we can talk. Now, if yeah. you say that, that helps ground a guy. I need yeah. a safe place where we can talk. Oh, what's the goal? Talking. So how dangerous is it going to be? Words, right? Yeah. So if we can have a safe place where we can talk, and what I'd like to do is enter that space with you and share some things I'm experiencing. And when we're done, can you please just let me talk? Don't interrupt. And at the end, say something like, I'm sorry you're going through that. Yeah. Right? Because it's a very simple little experiment. If you can do it one time, you can do it two times. And if you can do small things, then you can do big things. And I think the key to what you're describing there is initially, I think it definitely just needs to be one way. Meaning, I think when you're just starting out to try to figure out how to create this kind of safety in your relationship, these safe zones, so to speak, is don't expect to start that with dialogue. In other words, I think it needs to be a safety where one of the spouses is saying, I have something I need to share with you. 
and I need to be in a safe place to do that. And they're able to share it. And the other person just says, I receive that or I hear that or yes. whatever. If you're well, thinking, but even coach them to what to say. Exactly. So they that's will what I'm succeed. saying. At first, I think it needs to be one way. Somebody's got something they need to say to the other person and they need a safe place to say that. Yeah. Eventually, you can, I think, expand out those yes. safe zones to have dialogue. Back and forth. But, and then we can do, I can do my work. Then you, But you're right. In the beginning, it's... It's chaotic. It's going to be did this. We did this at the beginning of my recovery when my wife and I got back together. Now, we weren't as we, – we actually called it the crap chamber because <laughs> it was like if I needed to share something yeah. that – listen, I'm just learning how to be emotional, right? I'm learning how oh, to – and I didn't good. know how to express it. But uh, because much of my fear around needing to express certain things was I wouldn't know how to respond if I started getting peppered with questions or whatever. I just needed – so we would basically say I've got something to share in a crap chamber and – I we'd basically sit down I'd share what I need to say my wife would be able to say I hear that and then that's it for that for then no that's perfect so maybe that's what what what, the the little seed we plant a possibility but also coach a man with four or five lines that he says to you after you disclose your pain wife he says I'm sorry you're going through that that's a lot to carry I mean you could literally give him Four or five lines on a sheet of paper. Yeah. Let, let me give you a hug. I'm going to pray for you right now. I mean, four or five things. And then he could succeed. And we could start moving. And she could get some of what she needs to just get stuff off her chest. Mm-hmm. And for him to hear. I mean, and do you understand? This is what needs to happen in every marriage. We need mm-hmm. two people working side by side dealing with the honesty of the struggles of life and nurturing one another in the end. Yeah. Right? Because we're all burdened. We're all struggling. We're all confused. We're trying to figure things out. And so, anyway, I hope there's been a few concepts. My goal would be a f- couple of ideas that maybe you could build on. Yeah, and obviously, and, I mean, we're we're kind of just opening this up. Um, we will put the book in the show notes. Um, uh, I think it's important to remember uh, on this and when you're trying to create that safety for those kind of conversations, I love the fact that you were kind of doing this uh, back and forth kind of thing, meaning that um, we're never going to be perfectly balanced with each other. Mm-hmm. In other words, there's always, you're going to be out of balance. In other words, one of you is probably going to be more in tune with uh-huh. their emotional self. And the other is, is, is struggling. One may be more, you know, skilled in one area than the other. But it's okay if you create these safe places to be able to say, hey, we're on this journey together mm-hmm. and we want to be able to move toward each other yeah. rather than away from each yes. other. You've got to create that safety. And, and, and remember the word safety scares a man. Yeah. So safe place to talk. Now that represents her. Yeah. I need to feel safe or I'm not going to, you know, get the stuff off my chest with you. So safe place uh, so we can talk, so we can understand each other, so we can grow a safe place, right? That thing will go right into a man. But I will challenge the men out there because there's, I'm sure there's plenty of guys that are like, oh, I can do that. I can, I can do that. The reality is, is guys, you're going to have to eventually talk too. Oh, yeah. Because so many guys will want to be like, okay, great. I'll be, I can, I can. Take it. I'll listen to my wife. Oh, take- you want to talk? Go ahead and talk. Right. I yeah. can hear a guy saying that. You want to talk? Talk. What else you got? to Come on, talk. Yeah. 
Right. And, and what I'm saying is as guys start to mature and to grow, they're going to have to realize, oh, I've got to contribute in this. I've got to bring my own soul into this. I've got to bring yeah. my own words into this. Yeah, my and, growth. Yeah. Right? I've got to grow beyond growth mission. I've got to work on me. I've got to bring my happiness. Well, two people together working. And the reason I'm saying that for the guys is because they they don't realize sometimes that um, that they need a safe place for that too. And what I mean by that is, doesn't a guy in his marriage need sometimes where he's just saying, I've got about three minutes of stuff that I just need to get out here, right. and I am not looking for 20 questions. Yeah. After, you know, he's got to be able to have safety to be able to say, because here's what I hear most of the time from guys in this type of what we're talking about here is, I'm way slower than my wife Mm -hmm. in terms of being able to verbally express myself. So I may get the first thought out on a train of about 20 thoughts that as soon as I get half of the first thought out, she's peppered me with seven questions. I've totally derailed. I have Uh, no idea what to say next. Right. So can we have safety that creates it both ways where, you know, we're able to get a conversation going. Yeah. That's great. So, well, we like we said, we've only kind of opened the can of worms here. Hopefully this has been helpful, and we want to help you take your next best step um, as an individual in your relationship. So please reach out to us, and we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Hey, and I would like to say we have some tools at drmarriage.org, some yeah. workbooks to help maybe facilitate the dialogue that you're having. So all Absolutely. Right. We'll God put that in the show notes as well. So Thank you. Take care. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.